you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ, Bucky, back together. Buck, how you doing, man? Man, I am great. Had a good little weekend. March Madness was fun, even though my team's not in it. I just love, and we talked about this before, I, I just love the playoffs. I love seeing how people respond to pressure. I love, like, the things that I believe are kind of carryover. Uh, San Diego State going to the, the Final Four. And, uh, look, man, their coach, Dutch, just talking about, hey, defense rebounding. You know, and there's certain things that, you can relate to football that, hey, no matter what it looks like in the regular season, when you get to the postseason, you have to play a certain way or you're not going to advance. And so all of these teams being able to ratchet up the defense, being able to rebound, being able to make shots in key moments, like some things never change. And so it's exciting to see, I say, like a, a bunch of new names in the Final Four. So it'd be fun to see a new national champion and it'd also be fun to see in future years how teams adjust to the team building process as it's changed in college basketball. That is the part that I'm fascinated by who gets on the trend. When we had the, the phase of the one and dones and all of that, we're now seeing the teams that are able to build programs with older teams are having far more success than the young, maybe more talented teams 
because experience matters in these games. I was trying to find that tweet because uh, it was up and, and talked about the the makeup, the composition of the rosters of the elite of the elite eight teams. And I think there was one freshman starter. Like it was just of the starters. And it was composed of, I want to say it was like 16 transfers, 19 seniors, something like that. Like they're grown men. And you watch mm-hmm. San Diego State, those are grown men. Um, and also, oh yeah, it also it's also just the beginning of the the year that will be forever known as the San Diego sports year. You know, we got San Diego State in the final four. Oh, Padres it? getting ready to win a what World other? Series. Like, oh, it's I, was all, like, I was like, what other uh, what other sports teams are in San Diego besides the Aztecs? We got a, like, we got a, a soccer team that, with Alex Morgan that nobody wants to mess with. I mean, it's just like title town down here right now. That's where, oh, we're, that's where we're headed. Okay, I love it. I mean, you have all the advantages. Yeah. This is a year where it has to happen for the Padres or it'll never happen. It'll never happen. Yeah. It's during the existence. I, w- I would hate for you to go a whole time without ever seeing them. Uh, oh, the confetti fall on their shoulders. It's going to be so, worth, be so worthwhile, man. I mean, I, I certainly, fun. hopefully, hopefully you'll be able to do it. Maybe one day you'll be able to get like the replica ring like they gave out all the Dodgers people. Like you replica. had to give out the little replica Re- ring. Replica. The replica ring to all the little fans and stuff that everyone's able to be a part of the championship squad. You know. Replica. Dodgers want to I mean, I, I mean, oh, you feel Hart, like you, I know. I, I'm going to know what's going to happen is I'm going to be like, remember Kevin Hart tried to get up on the stage and they were like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you were running in the middle of the celebration. You're going to be dousing. <laughs> like, no, no, really, I know these guys. I don't know. No. Yeah, that's, that's cute. You're good. You're good. Uh, back, back away. Uh, by the way, uh, was, uh, it's been cool. It's happened a lot this year. I can tell that the, uh, you know, the, the uh, podcast listener base um, is out in full force because I've had a handful of good, fun interactions. I was out with my son the other day. We were at Chick-fil-A. You'll be surprised to know that, Buck. Uh, yeah. A nice gentleman came in, came over and uh, introduced himself, shook my hand, pulled out his phone, said, I was just literally just listening to your guys' last episode. I love Bucky, you know, this whole thing. So good, good conversation with him. And then almost apologetically, as he's walking away, he goes, I, I do like ATN. Like, you know, it's like he had to confess. <laughs> He's like, he wanted, we want our relationship to be based on honesty. So we had to be straight up. Like, I do like ATM. I'm like, that's okay. That's okay. That's all right. That's you know, okay. We're okay that's with that. Right. I think yeah. I'm actually popping on with those guys uh, tomorrow. So I think it's about once a year. We have one interaction here. That's my limit. That's, that's all I give them there. But uh, I look forward to that. All right. We're going to have some fun today, Buck. We're going to talk about some prospects that um, maybe I'll, I'll say like pit in the stomach prospects. Mm-hmm. Guys that, man, I, you know, am I too low on this guy? Revisit him. I, I put together a list of guys I want to go back and watch more on. Uh, so I want to go uh, through some of those names with you and see your get your thoughts. And uh, we'll bounce back and forth on that. But I want to start, first of all, with the news that came down today. We've got the uh, owners' meetings taking place, uh, the league meetings taking place, I should say. And, man, I don't know if you saw the timing of this, uh, but Lamar Jackson releases uh, a series of tweets. Mm-hmm. and just drops a bombshell that he requested to be traded on March 2nd. He did this right as John Harbaugh sits down for his reporter scrum. Yeah. So all the reporters in the room are seeing these tweets going, wait, there's John Harbaugh. And they sprint over to him to, to just drill him with questions. So um, I guess, first of all, Buck, just your immediate reaction to that. We can, we can pull up the, uh, we can pull up the tweets here. So I guess maybe we should read that first so that everybody knows exactly what we're talking about here. Um, here it is a letter to my fans. 
I want to first thank you all for all the love and support you consistently show towards me. All of you are amazing. I appreciate you all so much. I want you all to know not to believe everything you read about me. Let me personally answer your questions. In regards to my future plans, as of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization for which the Ravens have not been interested in meeting my value. Any and everyone that has met me or been around me know I love the game of football. My dream is to help win a Super Bowl. You're all great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I. No matter how far I go, where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to my fans of the Baltimore Flock Nation and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, Lamar Jackson is playing games. And everyone, and I'm sure, like, because you've seen the series of tweets, uh, it's apparent that he is increasingly frustrated with how he's being portrayed uh, in the media, all the conversation about the deal, the conversation about him having an agent, uh, would this deal be done if he had representation, yada, yada, yada. And it, it appears that he is very steadfast in his belief that the Ravens have not offered him a deal that represents his value to the team, regardless of whether it's about fully guaranteed money or whatever, the number doesn't add up in Lamar Jackson's mind. And he is willing to move on because they've been doing this song and dance for well over a year. And at some point, look, man, they got to come to a, a resolution or he needs to go play somewhere else. And so what he's done is he's thrown it back on the Ravens. Hey, man, we're going to put up a shut up. What are we doing? And he's also putting it out there for other teams. I'm ready to leave. If you make a deal, uh, we saw the infamous poison pill deals like way, way back when Steve Hutchinson yeah. left from Seattle to go to Minnesota. Um, I think he's letting it be known. If you make one of those deals, put the pressure on the Ravens to have to match that. And maybe the straw that maybe broke the camel's back. And I think this is what, um, and we do this and fans do this and people talk about it on Twitter. Like, Hey, they didn't have to put the exclusive tag on. They could put the non-exclusive because Hey, what a smart, Decision that is to hey, it's at a lower number and that stuff. But you're dealing with real people who have real emotions. Yeah. And so when when you do that's a that, good chunk of money in the difference that, between those two tags. That's a good chunk of money. And there's a level of disrespect that says, oh, we're gonna sign the 32 million and he'll be fine with that. He'll just sign the tenor and he'll play and we'll save whatever. When you're Lamar Jackson and you feel like, oh, I've saved you a ton of money the first four years of my deal. Because I wasn't making significant money and I played at an MVP level and all those other things and look at our record and all this other stuff. And so I understand the frustration. And so it's one of those things when you're in negotiation, man, and I know you're dealing directly with the source, you got to tread lightly with that stuff because like it appears that it's reached a point of no return. And the Ravens seriously have to think, man, how can they get this resolved? Because they don't have a plan to move forward without Lamar Jackson. I like Snoop Huntley. But Snoop Huntley ain't Lamar Jackson. And there's no one on their roster, and there's not a quarterback available that they can get to that can replace what Lamar Jackson brings to this team. All right, so hear me out on this, and and I want to get your reaction to it because I was just thinking about this. Do you remember uh, Derek Carr, the Raiders gave him permission to seek a trade? Remember he goes on the tour. He meets, mm -hmm. he meets with the Saints, or he goes and talks with the Saints. I think that was the only team he met with. And then – but Derek Carr wouldn't waive his no trade clause. Mm -hmm. And so they end up having to release him, which gives him the freedom to then negotiate with whoever he wants. And while, you know, look, we, we don't know what was said in that meeting, but you can imagine the Saints saying, hey, you want us, we want you, but let's be patient on this thing because instead of us doing a trade right now, 
If we just say, if you say you, you're going to refuse to be traded, you will have a no trade clause. You will not exercise it. You're going to be free. So not only are we going to get you, you're going to be happy. We're going to be happy. Then we're going to also have our draft uh, capital yep. full stock so that we can put the best team around you. So it's almost like everybody gets what they want, except for the team that's trading, uh, you know, because the Raiders didn't have any, they'd had no leverage. Once they said he could go out and talk to somebody, I'm like, oh, there's no way that he's going to agree that wave was no trade. And they gave him a contract that was very similar to the one that he, that he yeah, left yeah. there with the Raiders. So here's my, here's my question. Bro. If Lamar's free to talk to other teams, his, you know, he doesn't have representation. Mm -hmm. So he has to do it directly with those teams. Let's just take a, you know, a, a, a random team. Say, we you know, we've talked about Indianapolis in the past. So say it's Indy. And Indy meets with him and says, you know what, gosh, yeah, we think we'd, I think we can get something done contract-wise with Lamar Jackson, but gosh, we're going to give up the fourth pick this year and a first-round pick next year if we sign him to this offer sheet, plus the Ravens could match. What you know, If Lamar got to them and said, look, I'm not playing this year. If they don't, if they don't trade me, I'm not going to play. So that's, that's my leverage from that standpoint and say, hey, if you're Indy, be like, hey, look, we're not going to sign him an offer sheet because we're not giving you two ones. But you're, you're not going to have a quarterback because he's not going to show up. So we'll give you pick number four this year. You can get your quarterback. The one, there's four quarterbacks in this draft. You're guaranteed to get one of them. And that's it. So let's sign this thing, make the trade. You get pick four. Lamar's not going to play for you anyway, so at least you got somebody you can line up and build with towards the future on a rookie quarterback deal. We're going to take on we'll take on Lamar Jackson. We'll give him the, the you know the money to make him happy, and then and then off we go. But it's almost like in some ways, is there a scenario where somebody can have a cake and eat it too and get Lamar Jackson? Maybe not have to give up what you would on a, on a sign on a sign uh, on a sign sheet here offer sheet. It, it it does sound like maybe because you, you heard the, the 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 reports where they were saying like oh it appeared that the Colts playing was in Baltimore or those things and because he hasn't signed the franchise tender he can talk to other teams he can do some of this conversation and all this other stuff and so yeah he's been able to talk to teams and so yeah I am sure that there have been some conversations I am sure that if the Indianapolis Colts are interested uh, maybe they've had that dialogue where they could talk about ways in which they could get this done um, I think Jim Ursay has liked a tweet or tweets that have linked Lamar Jackson to the Colts in recent weeks. Um, DJ, it seems like there's something brewing and something that's bubbling up. Um, this is crazy, but I'm not saying that it's going to happen where he goes to the end of his Colts, but I do know this, the Baltimore Ravens are going to have to do something. They're going to have to have this conversation with their star quarterback because uh, he has drawn a line in the sand and I don't know what they're going to do, what they can do without him because they, there's not a quarterback on the market, and they are sitting at twenty. Who are they better in the draft? Who, who are they better than in that division without Lamar Jackson? For Nobody. They're, they're last. They're last because you take him out. They don't have a quarterback. They're last in the division. You look at the talent around him. They're fine, but they're not great. Like they're not great on offense from a personnel standpoint. I don't want Rashad Bateman and those guys to get mad, but let's call it what it is. Like let's look at their wide receivers: Bateman, Nelson Aguilar. You had Devin DuVernay. Cool. Mark Andrews is a pro bowler. Offensive line is not what the offensive line once was. I mean, in the running backs, like, like I like J.K. Dobbins. Gus Edwards is, is fine, but they don't have special guys. Lamar Jackson is the, the straw that stirs the drink for them. And this will let us know because even defensively, they're not what they have been in the past. So, yeah, this is one. If I'm Baltimore, I'm worried. 
you know, because you don't want to be exposed in terms of like the way this roster has some holes in it. There's some holes that they have to fill. He masked a lot of the stuff and he's not there. You've seen. Look at their record without him and look at their record with him. He's responsible for a lot of that. And I don't care when people talk about him being injured and all that. Be careful throwing that out there because it's very similar to like the Jimmy Garoppolo thing in terms of Jimmy Garoppolo can't finish the season, but the San Francisco 49ers look a lot different when he's available and when he's not. (laughs) And Baltimore does not have a lot of draft capital. Normally they enter into this process. They've got a ton. They have pick. They have a first rounder, a third rounder, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth. That's it. Um, So they're not armed with a lot of draft capital. And this is a team that, as you mentioned, without Lamar Jackson, I mean, even even if you say he's going to miss the entire offseason and just show up at training camp, you got a new offensive coordinator, you got a new offense going in. Like, are you going to punt on a season? Are you going to be, you know, start the first month of the season is just an acclimating period for him trying to get comfortable with a system he doesn't know, doesn't know the play caller, doesn't know how they're going to set this thing up. Like, mm-hmm. This thing's this thing's got some. There's some troubling signs here of how this whole thing's going to work. Absolutely, it's troubling. It's, it's, it's troubling, and because you're the Baltimore Ravens and you haven't prepared for this, you don't have a plan B. There's no plan B in place. You know, like you haven't taken the steps where okay, we're going to get a little insurance in case Lamar Jackson uh, not only gets hurt, but hey, when he was in your three or year four, hey, we don't know if we want to do this. We might need to start thinking about next steps and what we may have to do if he doesn't come back or if he does uh, get hurt. They haven't done any of those things. And mm-hmm. so because you don't have it, like, you got to sign him. Like, it, you, you, you can't have it both. Oh, we don't want to sign him to this number. At some point, you have to do the deal. And it may hurt, but guess what? In two years, no one's going to care what you signed him for. What was that past tense when you say – I mean, my question is with Lamar, is the bridge been burned? And is there is that is that a wrap? Is he like, hey, we're it's, we're not really talking anymore? It's it sounds very personal. And I know people talk about what well, that's why you have an agent and a buffer, but DJ, like here's the thing. Do you want to win the deal or do you want to make sure that you have your best player? Yeah. At some point you got to make that decision. Do I want to win the negotiation? Great. You want a negotiation? Cool. You get but do you want your best player in the fold? Because if you sign him to something that he's not happy about, he's not going to give you the same stuff. This ain't fantasy football where you're just picking names and putting them on your squad and the production's going to be the production. Lamar Jackson has to feel valued and appreciated to play at a high level. And if you have this, all of this acrimony, he is not going to show up and be the same MVP caliber player that he's been in the past. Trust me. And he's also not going to be willing to play through minor bumps and bruises and all that other stuff. You got to pour into him like he's pouring into the team. And I'm not saying that he's perfect in terms of how he's handled everything, but you're dealing with real people. This isn't fantasy. You're dealing with real people and they have emotions. And if you don't handle this right where he feels appreciated, oh, that's going to be hard to get him back and to say that he's going to be a Raven and be a guy that is willing to do the stuff that he's done in the past to help the Ravens win. Yeah, at some point in time, it's just – He's the, the deal is going to get leapfrogged. So if you're if your concern is, well, man, we don't really want to set the market or the number of years, all that kind of stuff. I mean, OK, but guess what? The second you do that deal, it's going to get leapfrogged by Joe Burrow. It's going to get leapfrogged by Justin Herbert. It's going to get leapfrogged by Jalen Hurts. So if you do the deal now, even if you give in and you feel like you're giving him what he wants and you don't love the number, it's still going to be three. There's going to be three other quarterbacks going to come right over the top of that list while the revenue in the league continues to grow and the salary cap continues to spike. 
contract's not going to look that bad. In a it's not going to look that bad. And so, uh, DJ, okay, how about this? So you don't want to give him $250 million guaranteed. How about we give him $150 million guaranteed on a three-year note? Like, if mm-hmm. you want a $50 million, like, like, like whatever it is, what is... It was $133, it was, it was what he posted was the offer. Three for $133, and I'm sure there were, there were years tacked on the backside of that. Now, Lamar's got to be comfortable with that. He's got to be comfortable with the fact mm-hmm. of, look, just for accounting purposes... We have to tack on some dummy years on the back end of this thing. But for all intents and purposes, it's three years, 150 guaranteed. We're good. Whatever that is, like you got to make it right. You got to make it make sense so he can understand it and all that other stuff. And there are ways to do it. This should not have been this hard of a negotiation where we're talking about it years and years on end. Look, the New York Giants had to make a decision on Daniel Jones. They had to make a decision. They declined the fifth year option. He plays well enough to get him into the postseason. Danny Dimes looks like a different player. Well, now you got to make a decision like, hey, we did all this work to get him to a point. Are we going to let him walk out the door? Are we not going to resign Dan- Daniel Jones? Are we going to put him on a fifth year? Uh, I mean, are we going to sign him to a franchise tag and have to go into this Kirk Cousins zone when that becomes crazy? Or are we going to bite the bullet, take the criticism for having to pay him $40 million, even though he may have only had 15 touchdowns, but we got our franchise quarterback in place. He's happy. He's comfortable. So now he's in the offseason. You saw him meeting with – uh, Darren Waller and all that other stuff, and you go on, or are you going to continue to nitpick and fight and all this other stuff? To me, man, at some point, the chemistry, the continuity, the harmony matters more than the the, the final dollars on the contract. I'm with you, man. I, I'm I'm fascinated to see how this whole thing shakes out. But I mean, Lamar's Lamar's strategy in terms of of releasing that right as Harbaugh was getting there. Oh yeah, that's where I feel like I don't know if that bridge, if there's any going back over that bridge. Mm. And he's letting them know that it's very personal. And I think that's mm. the thing people have to understand. We all work jobs. And so if you don't feel like you're valued at your job, it's hard to get up and punch the clock every day. Now, you may do it, but that lack of enthusiasm, it comes through in your work. You, you're not as prideful in your work if you feel like you've been underpaid or underappreciated. So we won't even talk about pay. It's really the appreciation that matters more than the dollars. In pro terms, though, People show you how much they value you by how much money they want to put on the table. And so that lack of appreciation to me, man, it it, it speaks to the culture. If you're talking about we're family, we're this, we're that, or at some point you got to take care of family. He, of all people, we know quarterbacks get overpaid. Overpay the quarterback so you can bring everybody back into the fold. That's what it is. Everyone on the team knows that. But you got to take care of number eight if you want this team to continue to perform at a high level. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting times ahead here in Baltimore. See how this whole thing shakes out. Uh, again, we'll see if anybody does the offer sheet thing or is there moving on to this next phase of saying, hey, he's not going to come back. You got to get what you can get. Let's let's see if they can come to an agreement. Maybe it's a combination of picks and players. Who knows? Um, but they have to start exploring those opportunities because I do not think you want to go through an entire offseason with no quarterback showing up there. Lamar Jackson is AWOL, and then you're just going to jump into the season with a new coordinator and, and, and hope that that whole thing works. Good luck. Yeah, good luck on that. That's not a recipe for success, particularly in the AFC North. No doubt. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come right back. We'll jump into some draft stuff. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. All right, Buck, we're going to jump into some of these draft uh, conversations here, looking at some players uh, that maybe we need to revisit. Uh, are we too low? Am I personally too low? Get your thoughts on it. Before we do that, though, one one quick little uh, nugget, and then we'll, we'll get to these guys. The fact that we are uh, assembled, the league is assembled together right now, do you think that this could be the, uh, the Aaron Rodgers thing coming together now that it's all everybody together here in person? Oh, absolutely, because I think all of these things. I think all of the stuff that we've talked about, the Lamar Jackson conversation, this conversation that we're about to have about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Yes, because everyone is together. You see each other. You have an opportunity to duck to the side room. Hey, man, how can we get this done? Because if I'm the Jets, let's get this done. Let's let's quit kind of dragging this out. I think uh, the Eli Moore trade, where you got the additional second-round pick, where you have back-to-back second-round picks, to me, if I'm Joe D, that's what I'm offering. Hey, man, take these two. You take these twos. These twos, 
equal one one. There you go. Yeah, you got it. Let's go. Let's go to work. Like this should be enough to be able to get the deal done. And I think we talked about it on the last podcast. We say, oh, I give you thirteen. You can have thirteen. I'm gonna keep these two twos. I'm gonna parlay these two twos into whatever based on the draft class. However yeah. you want to do it, there's enough capital to get this deal done. The Jets need to get it done. The Packers should want to move on because you don't want April 17th is dead. It's the day when everyone returns to offseason workouts. You do not want this hanging over the team while you're trying to get Jordan Love and the team ready. You're going to have the initial press conference where you have to talk about it. But at some point, you want to get back to business. Yeah, uh, put a bow on it this way. If you have kids and you've done youth sports, you know, on picture day, they give you that little that little pamphlet and you can check which package you'd like. <laughs> like the Jets have given you. You can have this, you can have this, or you can have this. Just these are three different options. Some of it you get it now, some of it you get it later. You know, we want some yeah. five by I sevens mean, or some oh, eight yeah. by tens. How many eight by tens you. you want? Do we want the big do we want the yeah. big one? Do we want the big one the big <laughs> do we want the big one too? Or do we just all those other things? Do we get the stand up, the holder where you can slide them yes. all in? You get the, you get the little picture. pin. You get the little, yeah. the little pin you can put on here. Yeah. You want to wear that one too? Yeah, whatever it is. Oh, I think sometimes they can make t shirts. They can put oh, them on a t shirt. Yeah. You want a like magnet for that fridge? We got you. That's a fifth <laughs> round pick. Get I your mean, magnet. Man, look, they need to be able to get this done. The Jets and the Packers should be motivated to get it done. I think both sides want a resolution so they can go forward and kind of focus on the team that they have in hand. So let's get it done over this week. All right, let's get to some players here. Uh, let's start here at the corner position. I went through and highlighted a guy I might be not quite as high on, uh, but guys that I need to revisit. The one for me was Cam Smith from South Carolina, Buck. Um, just a ton of penalties was what turned me off a little bit. He had 10 penalties. Thought he was just a little too grabby. Uh, a real fluid, smooth athlete. Uh, but that was uh, that was my hang-up there. I can see that. And, you know, here's the thing. I go back and, I'm, you know, you watch him a few different times, and Terrific in zone coverage. Love the physicality and toughness. You're right about the grabbiness, the handsy part of his game. But can you clean that up? Uh, it's funny. Uh, we got I got a new mock draft coming out, and I think I may have put him with the Baltimore Ravens because this is prior mm -hmm. to the thing, maybe a 22. And the reason why, you lose Marcus Peters. Uh, Mike McDonald wants to play more zone than pure man-to-man. -to, -man. to me, he's a vision and break corner. Come down. He can tackle. He's tough on the on the edges. All those things that we talked about are kind of the new thing. He he's a very very good player. Uh, yeah, I think I wrote pull out my little notebook because I know we talk about grades and grading systems and those things. I think I had him as a borderline uh, first second rounder um, because yeah, I didn't give him the like the, the the last grade that would put you in the first round and put him like at the top of the second round. Because I think he'd be a solid starter. I don't know if I necessarily forecast him to be an all-star, all-pro player, but I think he's pretty good. And I think he's going to start and contribute right away. See, I, I think it's going to be fascinating. I gave him the same grade as his teammate. Darius Rush is over an inch taller. He's 18 pounds heavier. His arms are two inches longer, and he ran 4.36 to the 4.43 for Cam Smith. Um, and you got to see him at the at the Senior Bowl where he had a really good week. So that was maybe that's part of it too. Is like. I, I'm like, am I, is this the right South Carolina corner? Oh, I see. See, I know what you're saying. See, because here's what happens when you have those things. And I think people have to understand it. So when you're grading and you begin to kind of put your grades in and you begin to write your notes in and you kind of put like for me, I put that little six, six, five. Yeah. OK, when I have that player, it's kind of the marker. And so anybody that I feel like is not quite there, they can't go above. They can't get a grade higher than mm -hmm. that. And so because 
You're talking about uh, the corner on the other side having more length, more size, more speed, play well at the, sen- the senior bowl. It's hard for you to get off of that thing. Yeah. And it makes sense now. You, teammates, because you see every snap, every snap, oh, did you do? And think about think about the number of guys going back to our scouting days when we were in the league, Buck. About how many times we saw the other guy. You know, Mm -hmm. it was Kerry Colbert's that ended up being the better player than the uh, who was he with Jarrett? Was that who he was in the class with? I mean, Jarrett. There was like the sidekick receiver had been better than the main guy a bunch during that run that period of time. Yeah, there there is something to that, and it's not necessarily that you're gambling on upside, but. We always talk about one of the most important things in the evaluation is fit in scheme. How does this player fit within your scheme? You're talking about bigger, faster, stronger. Um, you're talking about a guy to play in the same defense. So you can see them do similar things. They're asked to play the same way. That makes sense. I can understand it. I can understand the sticking point, even though I'm saying Cam Smith's a pretty good player. No, he's he's a good player, um, but that's one for me. The safety position, uh, it was Daniel Scott from Cal, who I know we both like. He ran, gosh, he ran well. He ran four, four, five. I gave him a sixty-one, which is like third round, fourth round range. Um, but he can make plays over the top. He's a good blitzer. I thought he struggled a little bit in man coverage. You saw that in Notre Dame against Mayer. He's going to be twenty-five years old, Buck. Um, but I feel like in this draft class, there's a number of those guys where, in years past, maybe dinged them a little more. I don't think quite as much this year. It's just because of where we are. Yeah, the, the COVID year changes everything because you do have older guys entering the league. Let's also be honest when it comes to this class. Uh, good, not great. Yeah. Really good players, not necessarily the great players at the top. And so when we're saying that, maybe our our the expiration date on the prospects are different. Instead of thinking like, hey, this is going to be our four or five year, seven year player. Maybe it's, eh, if he gets to the end of the contract, okay. Yeah. Solid contributor, backup. If, if, he, if he grows into more, cool. Maybe we don't have the expectations that he'll get to a second deal. And we're thinking the here and now, what can he help us do right now? Um, and then we'll move on. Because the, as we've said, the next couple of classes are going to be loaded with players that are blue chippers because it evens out after the COVID year. Yeah, it's kind of like Derek, Derek Jeter with his girlfriends. You know, hey, here, here's your gift basket. Appreciate it. It's been fun. Uh, wish you the best. And then we're moving on. <laughs> Derek, Derek, he had a legit gonna, gift Derek, basket he gives Derek, Derek, girls. Derek, we're going to apologize if you're listening. We apologize for putting you out there. You now have, you know, your daughters and all that, your girl, girl dad and all that. So, yeah, we, we, learned from the, we learned from I remember so, hearing that being yeah. like, huh? What? Yeah, it was a gift basket. It was a parting <laughs> gift. Anyway. That's great. See, at a, at a time where we talked early in the podcast about Lamar Jackson and making sure that you feel welcome and appreciated and wanted, yeah. Derek, Derek Jeter got it as an executive <laughs> because he lived it in his personal life. He showed appreciation <laughs> to those that he was involved with. I remember thinking, like, that can't be true. And they're like, no, yeah, that was absolutely true. Okay. All righty. Uh, defensive tackles, Buck. Uh, this one is just outside my top 50. He's making uh, he's making a lot of noise to get in my top 50. Again, everything I like about him, I, I, I have tons of notes in here. It's all positive, very few negatives. Uh, Keanu Benton from Wisconsin, you know, mm-hmm. can play up and down the line. I didn't think he was a great finisher in terms of, you know, production-wise, but really disruptive and some explosiveness there. And I think it's just hard to find these 300-pounders that can move like that and can get up the field. 
very hard. Uh, try hard player, uh, really good. You understand what you're getting. We're not talking about scouting the helmet, but you kind of understand the brand of player that you're getting from Wisconsin. He's terrific on the inside. You see the size. You see the physicality and toughness. Uh, that's more than enough to play. You talk about in the top 50, that puts you squarely in the second round. Uh, second, third round player, to me, that's where I had him rated at. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's get to the edge rushers here. Uh, edge rushers, a uh, couple guys here. Lonnie Phelps from Kansas. He's one of those guys. All right, Buck. The grade that I have, I gave him a 6-0, which, again, mm-hmm. is like that puts him like fourth, fifth round range, you know, typically. But then I look at it. Okay, six two and a half, two hundred forty four pounds. He ran four five five, which is outstanding. He's got nine sacks. He's twitchy on the tape. You see some push pull. You'll see some long arm. He splits doubles. Uh, I didn't think he was a great bender at the top, which maybe I dinged him a little too hard on that. But you've got somebody that's got production that tested really well um, and plays and has some you know has some tricks in his bag. He's a good. He's a skilled rusher. He's just not a real bender. But I thought I highlighted him as somebody I got to revisit a little bit and probably move up a little bit. Yeah, you know, when when you get into these things, uh, you know, and I, I say, DJ, this is the tough part about being a media scout as opposed to a team. Because yeah. when you're working with a team, you can look at where you're at on your depth chart. You can look at what's on the roster and you can slot him in in terms of here's what he would be for us. Here's how he would play within the rotation. Here's the potential development plan. Have a couple guys. Uh, they're going to be free agents in a year or so. He'll be able to step in. Maybe he becomes a starter. Maybe he just becomes a situational player that helps us in a few different areas. Um, when you're doing what we're doing is we don't have the luxury of being able to look at rosters so we can talk about in general, here's where he's at, here's the development, here's what he could be on the high end, here's what he could be on the low end, where does that fit? And typically that is fourth-round range because that's where all the developmental prospects should go. No doubt. Uh, Linebacker-wise, Jack Campbell is in my top 50. He Mm -hmm. uh, was number 50, actually, in my last update. He's 6045, 249 pounds, ran 4.65. That's a big, rangy guy. I thought he was a little rigid and stiff Mm -hmm. in some of the change of direction stuff when you watched him. Uh, I thought coverage stuff was what worried me a little bit. Um, But this guy, is he's pretty instinctive. He's a great leader. They love him at Iowa. And just that size is, you know, it's a lot to navigate in the middle of the field. And um, I've had two people tell me this over the last month that said, don't sleep on Jack Campbell to Buffalo at the bottom of the first round. They lost Tremaine Edmonds. Mm -hmm. They lost their big rangy middle linebacker. And that is the big kind of rangy middle linebacker in this class. Do not sleep on him to Buffalo. So that's, uh, that's one for you. Okay, let's think about Buffalo. And let's think about the kind of guys that they have drafted traditionally. Uh, they draft to the culture, meaning tough, hardworking, extremely competitive guys that are kind of no nonsense, take care of business types. Tremaine Edmonds goes out. You look at some of the other guys that they've brought in in recent years. We saw Greg Rousseau play. We've seen A.J. Epinesa, Iowa guy, coming in play. We've seen Boogie Basham be drafted by the team. Even Ed Oliver, even though some people are down on him, Ed Oliver, no nonsense, kind of go about their business. And so when you think about what they want to do, it makes sense because this fits how Sean McDermott runs his team. It also fits Sean McDermott's personality. Uh, this is a really, he's a good player. Tackling machine, side on the sideline. Yes, you talk about the rigidity that he displays, but the numbers pop, man, when you watch him play. He also has the ability to get to the quarterback. All right, I'm typing this in the chat so you can see it right here. Can you just read the three things that I just, mm-hmm. uh, all right, read yeah. those out loud for everybody. Uh, McDermott, Bean, Campbell. 
Okay. Now, who has been training Jack Campbell in the run up to the draft, Buck? Oh, I don't know. Ooh, Luke Keekley, huh? Ding. It, it took me a while, but I started connecting these dots here and I'm going, well, wait a second. Hold on now. Ding. There's a ding, connection there. Ding. Jack yes. Yeah. You'd be able to get on the phone. If he gets picked by it. Buffalo, can can Nabil just rack this little? Because it was literally like you just saw the light bulb in real time. The light bulb came on. Yeah, and kinda, I think we kind of solved this little riddle right here. No, that, that's great connections, and you know it, DJ. We we've been this. We we hear and talk to trainers and people that are dealing with these guys on a daily basis. They give us insights and tips and tools. Like we hear about. Guys that are first one in, last one out, guys that have a tough time tracking down to get them to work out, where well, it filters also into the league. And so that's great intel and insight. You're right. Campbell working with Luke Keekley. If anyone is going to know everything about him as a player, if anyone's going to be able to say, hey, what do you Who think? Who is Sean McNamara going to trust more than Luke Keekley? Right. Makes a lot of sense. So we just solved, we just solved a riddle live on the podcast right there. Corners we already talked about now offensive line wise. Uh, and you know, we don't need to go in depth here. I know we're getting a little bit long here, but Bergeron from Syracuse. I really yeah. like him. I know you've liked him. We've talked about him in the past. Mm-hmm. Again, good, good size, good tape, good all-star game. Just, just outside the top 50. Um, he's gonna, he's got a chance to creep in and find his way in there. Interior offensive lineman. Um, Oh gosh, here. Oh, John Gaines from UCLA. I had a low grade on him, mm-hmm. uh, but good size, you know, plenty of length, good workout. Um, has uh, you know, kind of wrestles guys. He's physical. He's tough. So just another one to kind of revisit. It's interesting just the process when you go through this and you just kind of see. Mm-hmm. You scroll down, you look at some of the numbers, and then you look at the notes. And then if you have a DNA match where it's like, okay, pretty good numbers. The notes aren't bad. Let's revisit them. No, and that's what you're supposed to do. And I know everyone kind of wonders how the draft process goes when it comes to setting the board and those things. Yeah, you have the board. It said it's not all the way in concrete because you still have time. You still have your pro days. And what we're saying is you don't make sweeping changes based on how one how someone works out. But a great workout should take you back to the tape. Maybe you just need to do another look-see. Maybe there's some things that you see the second run-up, uh, the second evaluation that you didn't necessarily see the first evaluation. And so it's not uncommon for draft for scouts to kind of tweak their grades and tweak their reports based on an extra study, an extra examination. All right, Buck, uh, I'll give you a running back and then I'll give you a receiver. The running back is Daneric Prince from Tulsa. Uh, not a lot of production there in the past game, but he's got long speed. He was one of those guys I was trying to say, OK, who's Pacheco? Who's a guy that I might be mm-hmm. low on that's got some height, weight, speed, uh, has some size to him and then has some juice. And this, the notes look a little similar here, just in terms of tightness. Some of the change of direction stuff I didn't love. I didn't love change of direction on Pacheco either. Um, but you've got 216 pounds running 441 uh, and, and runs physical and runs hard. So that's what I was looking for. That's why I got to go back and watch some more of that kid. Yeah, a little more of a straight line runner, but you talked about it. That speed and the Pacheco thing is going to help. This is a year where you have so many backs, running backs in this draft class. It's about finding guys to fit certain roles in your backfield. Uh, he'll have an opportunity uh, to make uh, his mark uh, because that speed, that size combination, hard to find those guys that can run. And that home run explosion, people are going to be looking for that after watching Isaiah Pacheco have so much success with the Kansas City Chiefs. 
And last one for me, I'll give you a receiver. Tight end-wise, I felt pretty good about that group. But receiver-wise, uh, Jaden Reed from Michigan State, liked him at the Senior Bowl. He can yeah. turn punts and kicks. He ran 4-4-5. Uh, he's 187 pounds, uh, a little under 5'11". Mm-hmm. But a really good player. Just reads well. When you look at the numbers, then you read the comments. He reads really well. I gave him a 61, which is that third, fourth mm-hmm. round range. I mean, it wouldn't shock me based off how he reads and what he looks like there if somehow he found his way into the bottom of the second round. You know, the wide receiver position is really interesting because uh, it's it's not necessarily loaded with the uh, generational talents at the top, but good players, good players that slide into those roles, W2, W3, like wide receiver two, wide receiver three, wide receiver four. This is a guy that is that wide receiver three that can also give you some contributions and special teams and those things, depending on how teams view how many receivers they want to carry. You talk about their grade being anywhere from second round to fourth round. That will impact his positioning when he comes off the board. Yeah, I do love I love the toughness that he brings. Um, and again, just another guy you go back through and maybe just watch a little bit more on. Uh, the quarterback-wise was Jaron Hall from BYU. Yes. Um, he's a good player. And getting a chance to visit with John Beck and more about him, I think he's intriguing. I love the nugget on him, Buck, that he uh, – you know, he's played played both sports up there, playing baseball, had a game-winning hit in a baseball game, playing center field, and then was in a spring ball practice later that day. So um, I love that kind of stuff, man. So that's one that I'd go back and just watch a little bit more on. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. He uh, he he has some stuff about him. Man. He he tried to go – I won't say the he East was hurt, game, man. He was yeah, hurt. He was, so he was at the senior. He was at the senior. Yeah, so his he ankle was messed yeah, up. So he couldn't, couldn't, really, couldn't really go and – um, but he is a, a talented player. You look at the numbers that he put up at BYU. You look at some of the stuff that he brings. Not the biggest guy, but uh, there's definitely a place for him. And you know it, DJ. Everyone's going to be looking for the next Brock Purdy type guy who's mm-hmm. the sleeper. That'll help him for sure. No doubt. Um, all right. Went a little long today, but it was fun uh, digging into that conversation. The Lamar stuff dropped last minute, so we had to cover that. Uh, it's been fun, Bucks. Great to catch up. Week's just getting started. Uh, we've got opening day Thursday. Again, San Diego State's in the Final Four. Char- the Chargers, uh, even though they're in Los Angeles now, still very popular here uh, in San Diego. I feel like this could be a big year for them. And then in between, we get the Padres winning the World Series, Buck. I mean, come on. Oh, that's a lot, a lot of stuff, man. That's the trifecta. This is San Diego. This is the year of San Diego. Year to five. There you go. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, although it looks like it could rain on opening day. That's not a good omen. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for us. Appreciate you guys hanging with us. We'll see you next time right here on Movie Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home? Take a deep breath. And feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.